So we're trying to plan some fall events. Uh, we're just working through some of those details right now. Um, otherwise, we just wanted to introduce our guest speakers today. So um, we'll just give a little backstory of how we met Liz and Elliot. So this is all thanks to, to Chris. Uh, so last year when we were in the Hudson Booster Days Parade, we were, I think, two or three floats behind the clothing bus. And Chris is like, you have to meet these people. <laughs> you have to meet them. So we got a chance to connect with Liz and then met Elliot shortly thereafter. And they lead the uh, Fresh Express clothing ministry uh, as part of Crossroads Church in Hudson. So as part of everything that they do within the church, they also get to be a resource to the St. Croix River Valley, not just Hudson, but they go to Roberts, they're in Holton, um, and they provide uh, clothing, uh, reasonably priced clothing, so everything's a dollar, but they're also probably the biggest part of their ministry is they provide food to those in need and, and those that just want to rescue food uh, in our community. So huge opportunity for us to serve with them each month. We're so grateful that we get to do that. Um, it's been so cool to see just all the people that Fresh Express impacts. And I'm excited to hear more of that um, and for you know everyone in our church to kind of hear the heart behind everything that y'all do. So um, on that note, let's give it up for Liz and Elliot. Let's welcome them up to up to the pulpit. Good morning, everyone. It is so good to be here. I am just really enjoying the presence of God that is here. I'm just like basking in his presence. Um, and I'm also kind of just just like feeling the family vibe. Every church family has a dynamic, but yet as brothers and sisters in Christ, it's kind of like, like I'm going to hang out with my cousins today, you know, <laughs> like we're, we're family and God is doing good things, good things. And he has opened our eyes to be a part of it. We are here today for a purpose. Um, and I'm going to try not to talk too long, but w God has been speaking to me about recently, and I think it's just really in the service has been amplified as well, is that we are here to give God glory. We're here to glorify Him. Um, we were doing a book study last night, and we're reading, and it was saying, you know, a lot of times we think God was created for us because we need things and blessings and but we were created for God, to give him glory, to give him honor and praise. I just want to share this verse from Romans 11:36. Worthy are you, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and by your will they created, they existed, and were created. This is the reason why we are here we were purposefully made by God to worship him, to do his will, to do his bidding, to seek his face. Um, so thank you for having us here today. Thank all of you that have come out and volunteered with us um, on those second um, Saturdays of the month when we go out with food. Um, and we are intentional in inviting 
you guys to come because we have a really strong uh, purpose and goal in our outreach to the St. Croix Valley is that we want God's Spirit to flow to the people that we reach and that are coming to get food. We want them to feel the love of God. We want them to feel the Spirit of God. Um, and that's why we invite you to come along with us. It's our little secret. We don't invite everybody. <laughs> but it's true because we really, really are intentional that when people come to get food, that they feel something different. That they know that they are loved by God. And that if they come in crisis, they might, we have many people that come for food or clothing and they'll be like, I don't really need anything, but I just wanted to come by today because I just, I was lonely today. And I saw your sign and I knew I could stop. Um, I just wanted to read one of our purpose statements you'll see on our, our website is, is that's a mission of our organization to create a sense of worth and value for each individual that we serve. We're not just providing food and clothing to our community, but we're providing our neighbors with an opportunity to find hope and receive encouragement and to encounter God through our compassion. And, you know, it's not, sometimes it is like a one-time thing, like they just come once, but a lot of times it's like a, a you know, they come many, many times, and we've gained trust over time, and seeing your faces many, many times, they're like, oh, like, I see you at Aldi now, and I know, oh, you're like a safe face, like, I can say hi to you, I know you now, um, I know that you care, that you're not trying to, like, get something from me, um, you're just giving, and, and I know that, that I can entrust you, um, but Elliot and I, we are just a small part of the Fresh Express Community Outreach. There's so many people like you that come and help us. Yes, we did start out of um, Cornerstone Church in Hudson. That's our home church. Um, and there is a lot of people that, you know, it is a, an outreach of the church, but we have formed a separate nonprofit now um, just because of the way God has been moving and growing things. Um, but we are just everyday people. <laughs> like, I don't know, you guys probably aren't everyday people, but we are. We are just everyday people that um, love the Lord. And um, I work as a dental hygienist. I clean people's teeth every day. That's my normal job. Elliot's a mailman. He delivers mail in River Falls. We're very human people <laughs> that God has been working in recently, we very humbly say. Um, as we were driving here, I was just kind of thinking, um, as I was thinking of like my teenage years, and I was so blessed to be able to be raised in a, in a spiritual church um, and uh, to know the Lord at a young age. But there was like those teen years where I was like, okay, God, I want your will. What is your will? What is your will for your life? And it was almost like a burden. I'm not saying that was a bad thing. But now that I'm 40, <laughs> I'm like, okay, God, I didn't realize that you were going to bring me down this path. But as I was thinking of this verse that, or, and this thought of that we are created to give God glory, and I think that in everyday life, if we are intending, God, today I wake up to give you glory, that he will open the doors. And they, I never would have envisioned we're doing what we're doing. And it's for a time and a season. We don't know how long it's going to be. There was a time and season at Cornerstone where we were leaving our youth group. Um, and we were doing that for quite a few years, um, and God had his time in that. Um, and so the times and seasons that God has, if we are open and we're just, God here, use me, 
Like there doesn't necessarily have to be a burden of, you know, what is your will? What is your will? Yes, we need to seek after God. But if we're giving him glory, he's going to lead things across our past that we're like, I would have never thought. I just would have never thought, you know. I mean, I could be cleaning somebody's teeth and the Lord will speak to me. And I'll be like, my ministry is everywhere I go. It is. It is everywhere I go. On a side note, since you said I could preach, when you go to your dental office and get your teeth cleaned, I'm going to say this because <laughs> you said I could. <laughs> you are ministering to the people in your dental office. I know that going to the dental office may give you anxiety for some people. Or going to your doctor's office. Or going, I don't know where, going to pay your utility bill. You are ministering to the people that you go there. Amen. I have a patient that is the pastor that has a radio show. I do not want anyone in my office to know he knows Jesus. He is so rude when he comes in. He is. And I'm so disheartened because I'm like, he doesn't realize he is ministering to his dental hygienist. Now, on the other hand, I've had a pastor come in. I had a pastor come in um, one day, and um, I knew he was a pastor. And I had visited his church at one time, and he came in the day after one of my family members had had a traumatic traumatic um, incident and I needed to be ministered to and I said Pastor Battle this just happened this weekend would you pray for me and I could because I knew he was my brother in Christ and there's other people that aren't pastors y'all are pastors <laughs> you go to the dental just so you know so that's a little inside thing totally not in my notes to say but I just want you to know that anywhere you go you are to give glory to God, and after 40 years of being God, what is your will? This is some of the things that I've seen, and I just want to encourage you guys, uh, wherever you go, to give glory to God. Um, but yes, so that's who we are. We are everyday people. I'll let Elliot tell a little bit more about um, the ministry and kind of how we got there. But we started back kind of on accident right during the middle of COVID. I think it was July of 2020 um, when we st opened the doors at the church because all the other doors were closed um, that we're doing the normal food distribution in Hudson. And we said, yep, our doors are open. We can give out food. We can rescue the food that would otherwise be tossed. Um, and we had someone in our church that had a heart to do it. I had a connection to the food outreach because there was a certain time in our life, Lily was a baby, Elliot called me at work in the middle of my patient and said, I quit my job. And I said, you did. We'll have to talk about that. Anyways, times got really hard. <laughs> and I was going to these food distributions out of need. And then um, I realized that there was a lot of food that was just getting left that wasn't being taken, that actually needed to be rescued. So I just continued to go. And I had formed a connection with the people that were doing it. So it's just weird how God works. Things and circumstances that I would have never imagined how it would open up doors to reach people. Um, and, and it's a slow process when you are showing. And sometimes God will take someone and just radically change them overnight kind of thing. And that's awesome too. But sometimes it's a slow process. I have um, a lady that shops the bus. Um, she texted me just this last week and she said, hey, can you call me before Tuesday at 830? I need you to call me. I'm like, okay. And I called her, and she said, I'm flying to Florida at 8.30 because I'm going to go to rehab. Can you pray for me? I knew I could tell you. I'm not telling very many people, but I knew I could tell you. 
And that blessed my heart because I said, you know what, God, that's you. She knows where to go when she's in crisis. She knows she needs prayer. And I encouraged, I was like, praise God that you're doing this. You know you will be prayed over that whole time that you were down there. She's like, can I write to you? I said, like, yes, you can write to me. You know, and, it, and it's because the, the God, God, it's just God. He is love. It's not in my own. I'm a very selfish human on my own. Very, very selfish human. <laughs> but God's love does amazing things. So um, that's what I have to share with you because I know Elliot has a word from the Lord that he is going to share. I also am going to introduce my daughter as well quickly, my nine-year-old daughter, because she is part of our ministry as well. Uh, we, we work as a family. She comes along and patiently waits for me while we're working on the bus and interacts with the kids. Um, we've had a lot of immigrant families come as well, and sometimes they don't know English at all, and she'll sit there and do art with the kids. Um, and, yeah. And it's a blessing. So, anyways, thank you for having us. Amen. God's good. I just um, I find it, I find it nerve-wracking, and it's not because I'm not scared to speak, because I'm Puerto Rican. We we we're loud. It don't, it don't matter. But what scares me is. I know God's going to tear me down right now. Because every time I share something, it's like he's just telling me, listen, it's you that I'm talking to. So I'm like, okay, God, great. You're going to embarrass me in front of a whole new people that I've yet to meet, and you're going to, like, tear me down again because he's done it. So I'm here to listen as much as I'm here to share with you guys today. Um, I am incredibly grateful for an opportunity when, um, when Liz um, got the message and says, hey, they, they want you guys to share. And I'm like, well, <laughs> send them to the website. That's what we do. <laughs> and, um, but then something just kept stirring in my heart. And, um, and I guess the word that I had and that kept going over and over is like, um, let them know that they have a purpose. Let them know that God is going to use you, and he's going to use you in a powerful way. And it's not the way that you think you're going to be used. And, and the theme started, <laughs> thank you, thank you. Because in the very beginning, when God created man, it was dead until he blew into that, that, that clay. We're dead, or we're, um, we're kind of fizzling, and until God blows on those coals, we don't get to, like, light up again. And, and I'm here, and I'm hoping, and I'm hoping, and I'm praying, and my prayer has been since we started, since I've been, like, kind of preparing, and God was like, okay, this is what you're going to talk about, that I can blow into you something, and it's not me, that uses, God just used me as a conduit to just kind of, like, blow what God has, and through his spirit, to ignite a fire in you because that's that we're, we're a church that we have to stop giving the world an excuse to hate God there's um there's um I'm gonna start it off here and by the way I'm Elliot <laughs> and um and God's been merciful I I I am not worthy to stand here I I am not 
I know who I am. I know the things that I'll look in the mirror and I was like, God, come on. Are you kidding me? Like, that is what you wanted. And then he's like, because it's not you, bro. <laughs> so I was like, okay, well, God, then you work. You work through. Um, but this is a quote. This is a part of a book that we're studying right now, Crazy Love. Um, and, um, and in the very beginning, in the preface, he's, he states this. And, and it was so impactful that it's become kind of my, my kind of go-to. Like, okay, kind of like you need a gauge in life sometimes. You need to be like, hey, what, what are, why do we do what we do? And it says, we need to stop giving people excuses not to believe in God. You probably heard the expression, I believe in God, just not organized religion. I don't think people would say that if the church truly lived like we are called to live. The expression would change to, I can't deny what the church does. Can you imagine that? Like someone says, like, they're, they come to you and they're like, oh, man, like, like, I can't deny what you're doing. I know it's real, and I know something is so crazy and powerful through you that it's God. I know something's real. That I can't deny that. I just don't like your God. And at that point, they start to address, and at least they address the rejection of God rather than to use the church as a scapegoat. And that has been, um, that has been the theme in my life. And, and I'm here to share, I, I'm going to tell you the history and kind of a little bit of what happened. But at the same time, I want to interject, um, especially through the scripture, because we have a book, we have, we have God's word, and that's what we go to. That is, that is our foundation. Um, and if we don't have that, then we might as, there's a lot of holy books out there. But it, we have the word and we have God's inspired word and, and we need that to, to be able to have a foundation. So, um, and I'll, I'll share, I got, got a couple pictures and stuff and, um, and some other stuff. But again, this is not about us. And my wife was very clear on that. This is not about us. This is not about what we can do and what we did and whatever. No, no. In, in, in God's kingdom, <laughs> we're but a speck. But I'm glad he uses specks. I am so thankful. So um, I'm going to start it off with uh, a word that came to me, and it was weird. And it was like, he, he tells me, it, it, and it's funny because God has a way of speaking to me, and usually it's a smackdown. It's, it's nothing <laughs> like, man, I wish you could just give me like, hey, I'm going to bless you. I'm gonna, you know, and it's usually like, you're done. Like, come on. Like, wake up. And he said, tomatoes you didn't plant. And I was like, what is <laughs> like what is what are you talking about? He's like, tomatoes you didn't plant, bro. And I'm like, okay. And then I remember our garden. So since the food ministry before that, um, we I, I worked to make a, a raised garden in our in our, you know, and I kid a cool design. I remember in, on the job, the lady gave me the plans and I added to it and and I was like, man, and then we got, we got dirt piled. You know, we, it, I got compost bins. I mean, this is awesome. Like, God is, yeah, yeah we're going to make a garden because we're going to have time to garden. Like, yeah, that's the thing. Like, you have plans, right? You're like, oh, my God, I'm going to paint. I'm going to add an addition to my house, and I'm going to have a really cool porch, and I'm going I'm to I'm redo. And then, and then God interjects and says, no, I want you to work for me. And the first year, man, we planted a garden. 
and we had tomatoes, and it was beautiful. And the second year, we, we barely got to get the planting, and it was just like, okay. And then this year, just with, uh, with everything that happens, and it's, it's, I, this is not a complaint. It was like, okay, cool. Like, all right, well, we got this, you know. Every Saturday or every other Saturday, we're busy. We got the food thing. It was like, okay. It was like, well, this year, we have no garden. Okay. Going, well, we won't have a garden. And I'm just thinking to myself, man, that was a waste of time. Why did I make a raised garden for nothing? Just going to sit there. And then... We start walking over there, and we start to see these sprigs come out of the garden. And I'm like, what is that? And we have a little app, and it's really cool because you scan it, and it tells you what it is. And Liz is like, these are tomatoes. And I was like, did you plant them? Like, where did you get the seedlings from or whatever? I mean, it's winter, you know. Like, these are. And it was like, and then we get more. And then I'm like, what is this? And, and then we're looking, and I'm like, and she's scanning. These are tomatoes. They're like, did you plant them? No. Did you throw seeds down? No. It's like, then how are they there? Like, we didn't plant these tomatoes. And it was God telling me, I'll take care of everything for you. You just serve me. I'm asking you to serve me. I'm asking you to do what I told you to do. I'll take care of the tomatoes. Don't worry about the tomatoes. I, I'll plant the creator of all this. If I wanted to put in there like spinach, I'll do that. I, you want corn? I'll plant corn in your garden. Like it doesn't matter. When it comes to God, if you are purposeful to serve him, he'll take care of the stuff that you think, man, I really, I, I love garden fresh tomatoes. How cool that is. I slice that up, put some bacon on there and some mayo. That's good. I enjoy that. And I was so sad, and I was so sad during the beginning of the season. I'm like, we haven't even started a seedling. And now we've been picking tomatoes and putting them out to get for free. And I'm like, hey, this thing is like a bush up there. And I'm just like, hey, God's like, don't worry about it. I got you. So that's, um, that was the message that God came, and, and he started to talk to me. And, um, and that was like, okay, that's what I need to share. Um, a lot of times... We're scared to take that step, that initial step in what God's purpose for our lives is because we have, well, what about my kids? What about my job? What about my home? What, you, you list them. List them. List them out. And if you start to list them and you say, okay, now, God, that's yours. That's yours. That's yours. That's yours. Then God is like, okay, I could do this. Because he'll take care of those. He, he doesn't, he's not gonna, he's not gonna put you in something to neglect something else. God is a lot bigger than that. And that's why I just I look at that, like when I eat a tomato, I was like, this is hilarious, because I didn't plant you. <laughs> so when we um um so in um I was I kind of going through scripture and um and um and Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll get to that. But um, so what are we? Um, Elizabeth saw. So we're, we all started. There's a little, there's a picture of one cart that I think um, that I, that we started. Um, and it wasn't even me. It wasn't even. Uh, oh, okay. No, it's like, that's all right. That's all right. All right. So, but, um, but basically it was, um, it was uh, our pastor and then this gentleman at the church. And he was like, you know what? Um, we're next to a school, and, and a lot of times it, when you have to wrangle up all these kids and you're bringing them to school, sometimes you forget their snack. 
don't know, you forget, you know, whatever they're, I mean, you forget their lunch or who knows. And so you're rushing. So they decided, you know what? He built this cart. It's a little cart. He painted it green and, 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 um, and red. And then he places it. They placed it in the front of the church. And they put healthy snacks in there. And it was for free. I was like, okay, anybody that's walking through, it's like, oh, man, I'm rushing. And, and you would just see some moms are like, oh, man, I, you know, they're like, I got to come back with the snack. I was like, what is that? There's a church and they're handing out free snacks? Come here. Like, okay, here, Jimmy, shove it in their backpack. Now you got your snack. So it started with that. And it was just simple. And then they would, like, on Fridays, they would have, like, free popcorn. And they would set up this popcorn thing. And the line of people, it's just like, you smell that popcorn. And you're rushing, you know. And that's where it started. It was just a simple idea of, you know what? And that's the thing. Like, sometimes the simplest ideas are where God is like, because <laughs> I learned this. He's not going to give you the full vision. Because if he did, there's no way you're going to go into it. <laughs> there is absolutely. If I knew what I know now, <laughs> I'd be like, God, I'm going to pray for whoever you have in store to do this thing. Because I know it's not me. I know it's not me. So it started off with that. And they knew the, the passing this other gentleman as the waivers. Because it was this in the morning. And that was it. It was a oh, you guys are the waiver guys, huh? And so they, um, they started with that. And then the, the idea came through, like, the connection that, um, that Liz was saying. is like, you know what? Um, COVID hit and, um, and, and a lot of these places. So w what we do is, um, well, there's a couple things associated with it. Um, but we are able to go to grocery stores. Um, there's about 10 to 15 different um, uh, businesses in town um, from Panera, Starbucks, and County Market, um, Kowalski's, all these different places. So they have an abundance. And, and coming from someone that I was a manager at Starbucks, when we plan our daily meal, and our, um, our ordering, we're to plan 8 to 10% waste inside our food. This week. So basically, you're telling me, okay, you're expecting me to waste 10% of my food. And, that's, and if you didn't, oh, man, I remember talking to my district manager, and I was like, I hit it. I got less than 1% waste. She's like, no, don't you, don't, what are you doing? Don't do that. I was like, what, you want me to throw away food? He's like, yeah, plan 8 to 10%. And then I was like, okay, so that's just in my micro. Now you're looking at grocery stores, and they're throwing away 15, 20, 30 boxes of food a day. It's not a, it's not a week. It's like, no. And, 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 and Panera, I mean, we go to Breadsmith in St. Paul, and we're lugging out stuff that they baked that day. I mean, Breadsmith, <laughs> Breadsmith is good. Yeah, I eat Breadsmith, you know. <laughs> And you're paying 10, 12 bucks a loaf, and they're dumping it in bags. So we connected with them. We've been able to connect with so many businesses. And so um, these locations were able to receive some food rescue, and then they distribute it for free. Anybody that wants to come. You know. So they, they started to shut down. They, they were able to connect with Liz and say, you think your church can do this? And I was like, sure. I mean, what do we got to do? Well, just put it on a couple tables and... And people come and take it. It's usually done by five minutes and ten minutes. And then after that, you just go home. Oh, yeah, I figure that. That's not that hard. <laughs> like, okay. And um, so we put it out on some tables. And we got, uh, you know, we did that every other Friday. 
and then it got to the point where other locations are like, you know, we can still, some of us can still volunteer, but not everybody can, so can y'all do it every Friday? It's like, sure, it's the same thing, you know? So, you know, you're getting five, ten people at a time, and just like families are coming through, and we're excited, and, and we start to build that communication. We start to see the faces. Um, new faces and, and, and repeats, and it was like, well, isn't it kind of like weird that people are always coming, the same people are coming? It was like, well, you eat every day, don't you? Well, yeah, they kind of need food every day, too. It's kind of the same thing. You don't eat once, and I'm done. I wish that was the case. Um, so we started to do it every Friday, every Friday, every Friday. And then the vision came. Um, you know what? We need to get a bus. We need to be able to bring. Not everybody could come to our location, so we need to go to them. So then um, there was a. There was a city bus on auction in, um, in Eau Claire. Um, we put in the bid, and we lost the bid. So usually at that point, it was like, okay, God, whoo. <laughs> you didn't call me to do that. Because <laughs> it's like, yeah, yo, we got to find excuses, right? It was like, okay, Lord. <laughs> I tried, Lord. I, I knocked on that door, and, and, and then it didn't answer in three seconds, so I ran, and that means you didn't need me to, you know, you took care of that. I, I did my part, Lord. Thank you. Like, no, no, we, um, Pastor just felt like, like, man, God is just, there's something about this bus. And then he calls them and he says, you know, I know we didn't meet the reserve, but is, this is kind of the purpose that we're trying to do it for. We wanted to bring the food to these locations. And at that point, like, can you, like, um, can we, can we, is there some way that we can purchase or do something? He's like, one second. Gets a hold of him and say, you know what? We're going to sell it to you $500 less because I love that vision. That's insane what you guys are doing. <laughs> okay, sweet. And it had, and it was like, and, not, and when he goes to pick it up, the guy's like, you guys are getting a good bus. We just got a new engine in it. We got new transition in it. We got new tires. We're filling it with gas. And it was just like, boom, boom. It was like, oh, this is why you wanted to make sure that we waited and got to care of that. So then we started to bring out the bus. We go out in different locations the second and fourth Saturday of every month. And, um, and then finally, it just got too, it, it got too weird. We wanted people to shop the bus to go inside. But with COVID and, and it was cold and some other stuff. So we ended up getting Lord open up to get another vehicle. So you've seen those um, fire trucks that have the side that open up. And so we basically made it where you slide it up. People could shop around this truck and and it has an awning it's pretty cool so and then we fill that with food and that's what we started to go with and that's what brings me the my first the first verses of this word um in genesis 17 verse 19 we we know the story of of abraham we know the story where it starts to talk about the promise that god has for you because he has a promise he has a promise for each and every one of us and, um, and he talks to, to Abraham. And, um, and at this point, Abraham has already made his own plans. He's like, you know what? No, you're, you're going to bless me. And, and we, we devised the plan. And we're go you're going um, to use my servant in order to, for the son of promise. And it says there, it says, but God replied, no, Sarah, your wife will give birth to a son for you. You will name him Isaac, and I will confirm my covenant with him and his descendants as an everlasting covenant. 
So Abraham is already, I mean, God has changed their names. He has shown them that you have promised. Like, you're, through you, the, wor- the nations are going to be blessed. Through you, you're the one. And I don't know, like, I, I struggle with pride. And I can imagine, like, oh, boy, God, you mean to tell me that through me, the nations will be blessed. Because I've already tried to make a plan, and I, and, and, and I was like, oh, I don't have a son, so maybe I'll do this. And then, and then now you have a son, but it's not the son of promise. So then God is like, and then you're like, God, this is, this is through what you're going to bless me with. And God is saying, no, 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 no. The one that is impossible, that's the one I'm going to bless you with. And that's how the promises is going to get through. And then it doesn't happen. Finally, we know kind of the story a little bit or, or what happens is Sarah kind of dials it. And finally, no, no, you're, you're going to have that child. And then she's, um, she has the child. And then you have this, imagine that baby and Sarah's holding that child. It's like, and every day, I, could, I, I mean, this is my imagination. This ain't scripture, but I could imagine it. And she's rocking him and she's like, you're that promise. God, God promised you me. Like, and, and she's feeding him. And that little guy's starting to walk. And she's like, oh, my word, like, that's the promise. And, and, and when they're at night and they're talking and they're praying, it's like, you're the promise. You're the one that God's going to use to bless this nation. You're the promise through you. And you're like, I just, like, when I, I'll, I'll take Lily and I'll go down to bed. And I got her and I'm praying for her at night. And I said, God, just you, whatever it is that you have and your plans for her life, make them so. You have power as a parent, those that are parents here and as grandparents, to instill and to put on them blessings now. Now is when you start doing it because they start to listen to that. And it's like maybe God, God's real. He's going to do something in my life. And then you start to see it in little snippets and stuff. And you're like, oh, God, well, this is exciting. And now fast forward to Genesis in uh, chapter 22. And, and, you know, at this point, I, I think you know, it's been several years. And, 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 and you got Abraham, and he's like, he's established a relationship with God. And, and, and you got this Isaac kid, and, and he's like, man, you're my kid, and you're the son of promise. And then God drops this on him. He says, take your son. Your, oh, I love how he emphasizes your only son. Wait a second, I have another son. I have another son, Ishmael. I have him. Like, what do you mean it's my only son? No, I have more. No, 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 no. This is the son of promise. Yes, Isaac, whom you love so much, and go to the land of Mira, go and sacrifice him as a burnt offering on one of the mountains, which I will show you. How does that work? So the only way, because we've established this, that you're going to bless me is through my son and the promise that you have through this child. And my wife that couldn't have a child is burst this kid, and now I can see the promise. I can see, I can see God. Like, this is the promise. This is awesome. Like, I can see it's physical. And now you're asking me to sacrifice it? That means I don't have a promise anymore. 
the child is gone, you have no promise. The child is gone. All those blessings and all that stuff is gone. Abraham, in his mind, he's saying, like, I mean, I'm thinking to myself, like, okay, cool. That's awesome, God, that you're asking me to sacrifice. But then what's the point of all this? The promise is through him. So then you're, I'm back to zero. I have nothing. And that's where it came to me. Will you still serve God when he asks you to sacrifice it all? Will you still serve him when he tells you, I want it all? We know through scripture that he's not, he, child sacrifices to Moloch and all that stuff was, it's abominable to him. It was, he, was, he was just looking for that heart of Abraham, of Abraham to say, I don't care what it is, I'm going to serve you. I'm going to love you. It doesn't matter what or where I'm at. I'm going to give it all to you, even if it is the promise. It, even if it is the one thing that you told me that this is how I'm going to bless you, and you want that? Here it is. And that changed everything. Because, of course, later on, we know, the, we know the end of the story. But can you imagine he's about to, okay, God, this is it. And he was willing to, and God says he takes it as if it were a sacrifice because that's what he did. And we started the food. And God started to do great things. It was, it was awesome. Like we would, the police would bring homeless people to us because they would say, hey, um, uh, Salvation Army said no. Um, the, they couldn't get a bath at this place um, that they said they were open. This church was closed, but we knew you were open. And it was like, okay, how can we feed them? I, I remember my tent, it was like we gave it to a homeless gal that was sleeping in the graveyard. Um, and God just started to bring people, and, and we started to see. There was a lady that was like, I'm looking for a cake. I'm looking, we got a cake. Like, what do you mean a cake? It's like, okay, here's a cake. What was this for? Like, the birthday was like, no, you don't understand. Since I started hanging out with you guys, I've been how many days sober? It was like over two months sober, just hanging out with you. And today I want to celebrate that this is something different. Don't you know that being around you, just being around you, God starts to change lives. Right, All you got to do is be present and say, God, use me in whatever way you want to. And we've seen I mean, it's story after story after story. And, and we got this food ministry and, and, and God starts opening doors. It's like one of the places I didn't want food from was Starbucks. Because I knew I was like, <laughs> I work for a Starbucks. I, I, that's the one I called Liz. I'm done. Oh, no, no, no. I was doing, <laughs> that was the painting one. But at that point, God was just like, no, like, I don't want food from them. Because you got pride. Like, no, I don't want. And God just, <laughs> he gets into a different way. And, and he, he called, she calls me my ex-manager. And she's like, I got like 20 gallons of heavy whipping cream. Do you want it? I'm just like, yes. 
And man, once we opened those doors and told people we got gallons of heavy whipping cream, what can you do with it? Like, people are like, Google, like, whoa, we can freeze this stuff? And you should have seen just, a, just the eyes just glow. He's like, I can't believe I got the top. Because we, Starbucks spends money on their, on their material. Like, it's got to be camps. It's got to be this certain kind, blah, blah, blah. Um, so I, we see that. And then God starts opening doors. And, and, and now we're doing it every, every Friday. And, um, and there was a couple of our churches like, you know what? Do you know if, if, if county market they pick up on Sundays? And, um, and we asked, and they said, no one picks up. We just dump all that food. And it's like, okay, well, can we go pick it up? Sure, come on down. And the couple starts bringing in the food. And, and God says, he just started doing it from a cart to like now. So now we're, now we're feeding, you know, like we got, you know, like 50 families coming through and it's just insane and and we're going out into the community and people are saying we do these just ridiculous videos they're just it's just fun sometimes you gotta i was i was thinking about this yeah <laughs> i was thinking about this we think we're safe here in the united states we think that we we're gonna be okay and we're gonna be able to gather like this forever until it no 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 couple years back they said no church gatherings and they shut us down but we had food and we're able to distribute food because we're providing a resource for the needy the church has got to start being smarter in how we're gonna reach people and telling them come gather with a group they're gonna be like ah you could spread all kinds of diseases but come get some free food oh okay that's cool let's go some food oh you need clothing oh sweet like okay that's awesome and through that you start to have that interaction and you start seeing them in their faces and they're starting to say you know what man today my, my I lost my job well what do you mean you lost your job oh well I, I had to stop for this amount of time because this is happening I'm like okay and it's like you have no idea like this is my food for the like this is it this I don't have food after this and they say okay then come back next week and then come back the following week. And then they start, you see the tears willing up in his eye. Hey, can I pray for you? That God will give you what you need in, in the job? And two weeks later, it's like, I got a job. And the church has got to be sneaky in how we're going to start to reach people. Paul had to work as a tent maker in order to show people that, hey, he's not up there. Pre you know, some places he got to preach. But then other places he had to get in there. You got to be sneaky because guess what? At any moment, they could come in and say, you know what? You don't get to have church because of blah, 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 blah. We have to be smarter. And one of the ways that God showed us is everybody needs to eat and everybody needs clothing. And this is not just us. This is not just us. Because God has a different purpose for you guys. And, and maybe it's the same. I don't know what it is. But you got to start asking God for ideas. Because he's going to do some crazy stuff. And I'm just, I, I, that's why I'm here. Like, I'm so excited. God's going to start that, that cold. Just start blowing on it. Just start blowing on it. And then that flame starts burning. You know what? Just burn this whole thing down. Do something, God. But it's the spirit that interjects in us. So then we started. And, um, and now the food starts going. And we got this, you know. And, 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 and at that point, I'm just, I'm happy. Because it's my thing. I love food. So I can, I can hand out food. <laughs> and I'm, trust me, we get the top of the line. Like that Kowalski's 
$17, like, you know, sirloin package of three little cutlets. <laughs> I just enjoy that. It's all awesome. I love God. And then my wife says, I want to do this clothing ministry, too. And I'm just, oh. <laughs> you don't understand. I hate clothes. If I could be in my same pair of jeans, and I think I still have some from high school, maybe not from high school, but for a while, I could just, I could just live in it, man. I'm, just, I'm good. And I was like, and, and something with fat. I worked at Marshall's growing up, and I think that was part of the, the taint. Because you get in there, you got everything perfect, and you get like four people go through it. You're just like, what is that? Like, you don't know I took care of that? So I just, I, I, I don't like clothes. And then I told Liz, isn't it enough what we're doing? Like, what are you, isn't it enough? Like, I mean, we're, it's a, like, it's every Friday. It's set, you know, Saturdays, Sundays. Now we got this. Like, isn't it enough? We like, God, you know, like, I've done enough for God, right? I mean, never mind that he gave me all and, and he loves me and he, and he forgives me constantly and, and he died on the cross. But, but God, I, I, I feed people on Fridays for two hours. You should be really happy up there. You should be just like, man, that's my boy. And I tell this, and I, and I have the note, and I will never erase it. I had bullet points on why not to do this clothing nonsense. <laughs> I kept that. And we are sitting there, and I'm telling him, no. And, and, and at the same time, pastor's like, okay, He's, he said no. Like, let's pray. Let's pray, because you know what? Sometimes man says no, and God says yes, and that, that. Finally, you're either, you're either gonna, he's going to break you, or <laughs> you better just like heed to him. And I remember, it was on Sunday morning. My wife is, she plays the piano, so she's up there. She's over here, and she's, um, she's on the piano. And, and, and usually, like kind of what you guys were doing, just we're, we want the spirit to move. Like, it's, it's his spirit. Like, that's the only way why, why we're here. It's his spirit. Like his, his spirit wants to move and he wants to revolutionize our lives that we are sensitive to what he wants to say because that's how he speaks. It's constantly. And the Bible in Job says I, he speaks all the time. It's just we're not listening. And, um, and I take, <laughs> I, just, I, I love it because sometimes you, you have a plan. You have, a, okay, I, I want to encourage the church to help out with the food, you know. I want to let people know that, hey, you have a purpose here, and God's going to do some really cool stuff. And I'm over there, and, and I get up, and I'm like, I'm just start to share. And in Ezekiel, and I open up the, you know, I had looked up scripture, and I was like, what, what, what does God look for in a man, in like a righteous man? And then he, in this story, it, 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 the, the context of it is um, people are wondering, like, okay, wow, like there's, like, is God going to visit the punishments of me on like my sins on my child and then his like and then he breaks it down it's like no like i'm gonna judge individually for what each person does now my what i do if i'm a drunkard and i push that upon my child he's got, they're gonna suffer consequences from that because of my abuse or whatever it is so but god can break those things and god has broken those things he's broken them in my father's life he I, in 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 elizabeth her dad was a hobo. <laughs> He'd be, uh, what was it, like, what is it? Like, just hopping trains and stuff. We, he came to church with long hair. He's like, dude, what's up, man? And God completely changed him. 
So I know God can break curses. He does it all the time. And in Ezekiel, I started preaching. I was like, yo, mm. I was like, you know, you got, you got that. I got that southern gospel you got up in there, you know, and I'm like, and then I'm like, okay, and this is, the, this is the, these are qualifications. This is what, I spit a lot, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, he says, he is a merciful creditor. And I'm like, and listen, like, come on, church. He's like, not keeping the items given as security by poor debtors. I mean, this is just powerful in itself, like what it's just saying, what God is expecting from us. He does not rob the poor, but instead gives food to the hungry. And I was like, listen, church, that's what God's expectation is. And I didn't realize it, but God wanted me to keep going because I wanted to stop at that verse. And then he says, and provides clothes for the needy. And I was just like, it's on a video where I said, I, at first I was like, he provides food for the church. Listen, church. And it said, and provides clothes for the church. Listen, Elliot. <laughs> and it was just like God said, dude. This is her deal? Do you think this is um, man's deal? No, this is my deal. This is my deal. This is what I am doing now. This is how I'm going to reach people. You don't get to stand in the way. And right there in the video, it shows like Pastor laughs. And then Liz laughs in the background. She's laughing. And I'm just like, oh, no. Like, you got to be kidding. Like I said, God is good at embarrassing me in public. And I go home, and he sits, she's sitting in the living room, and I kneel in front of her, and I said, how can I help? I'm not going to get in your way. I'm not going to get in your way. And, and not that it has been easy. For two years, our, our garage was a, was a warehouse. I've had my struggles. In fact, the latest one was like three weeks ago or four weeks ago that I told Liz, I got to go see what you're doing like this is like <laughs> like the amount of time like it's a, it's more than a second job it's like a second job and a half and I'm sitting there and I went to I went to one of her events because of course you know I don't need to see I know what's happening no you don't know what's happening and I sit there and I'm watching I'm like no one does this because it's fun it's because God calls you to do because God calls you to do the things that are uncomfortable, the things that don't make sense. But if it's God doing it, oh, you just walk. <laughs> like, I'm just walk right behind you. I just hold on. I don't want to see what's in front of me. Because if I do, I, oh, I'll see you. Bye. And we sat there, and then um, we got together, and we say, "Okay, Lord." The 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 expression that kept coming on was "dream big," because she wanted we. We had the other bus just kind of sitting there, and it's just, okay, it's just sitting there. And this was like, well, just put some totes in there, and then we'll line up with some clothes. And if we need to hang it, you know, our buses have those, you know, where you hold on. We'll hang clothes on those things, and, and then we'll just drive it around. And, and we wanted to, like, well, we don't want people to just come in there and just, oh, free clothes. Yeah. So we, uh, we, does, we did a suggested donation of a dollar, which goes 100%. Like, we keep nothing because I don't want nothing. It's God's deal. And if he wants to provide, he'll keep providing. And when he doesn't, okay, what's next? It's not like I'm done. It's like, what's next? And um, so she started to go, you know, and she started, and then Pastor was like, dream big. What do you want? Like, if, this, if, God, if God broke his heart to do it, <laughs> you better go all out. 
she goes online. I don't know if you ever looked at clothing boutiques on buses. There's some really cool stuff out there. And she saw one, and she's like, this is kind of my, my vision. Like, if it's going to be something, we got to let people know that they have worth. They, that the worth that the world has robbed them. Because even now, right now, people don't, they have no identity. Satan has tried to rob everything about who they are, what they are, how they talk, how they think. They're just, everything is just being just thrown. And there's no, like, people don't understand that God created them. Like, just in that itself is something so powerful that God made you, bro. <laughs> he formed you. That in itself has value. And we wanted to have to to convey that idea through the ministries that God has. So then she gets this idea, and then I was like, okay, well, that's fun and dandy, and that looks really nice, and it looks really expensive, um, but what are we going to do? And there was a gentleman in church, the quiet one. The quiet ones, y'all got some talent. Y'all have no idea what God has in store for you. It's the quiet ones that you're just like, where did that come from? I was like, whoa, because it's God. The loud ones like me, oh, so yeah, he'll scream and shout. And this guy, we said, hey, man, I know you've done some, or I don't know if you've done anything, but you think you could do this? And I showed him some plans. And he said, well, I've never done anything like that. In fact, um, he was, he, him and his wife had bought a new home. And they or um, he wanted to build. He want they they took a bid for cabinets. Take a bid for anything. It's just so expensive. And he says, you know what? If I bought my own tools, it'd still be cheaper than hiring it out. So he bought all the tools, and he was gonna try to figure this out. I'm gonna try to build my cabinets. And he hadn't done it. And he hadn't done it. And he hadn't done it. And his wife, like the week before, had said, you know what? I'm gonna put all your tools on eBay, and I'm gonna sell them all. And the next week, I'm talking to him, and I'm saying, hey, can you build this? And then he goes back to him and says, you can't get rid of my tools. I'm using them for God. <laughs> he brings me a door sample, and I'm like, this looks really good, bro. Like, you want to do this? And he's like, sure. Like, why not? And I have pictures of him and stories from his wife that he put up a wall, and he said, I don't like it. And he tears it down, and he puts it up, and he tears it down, and he puts it up, and he tears it down. Till finally God just, at this time, he said, God gave me the best schooling I've ever had in my entire life. Those months that I was working in the heat, in the hot, in the, and trying to figure this out, like building drawers, cabinets, everything. And finally he finishes, and we're there, and, and um, I get to paint it, and, and then finally we're, we put it all together, and he's drilling that final, that final hook up there. And we're standing there. I was like, how does God do this kind of stuff? This is mad. And if you have ever had, Liz has some, um, some just to show you what it looks like. And I think there was um, some before and afters. But, but this was just wild because it's God. And he wants us to show his power through what we do and how we interact with people. And trust me, it, it, is, not, it is not easy. It's not something that you want to do it's not something that it, it, it isn't like, let's be real man i'd rather man i love fishing i love it i love fishing i love i love being out there casting the line out and and just kind of just doing my thing out there and yet 
this is so much more rewarding. This is so much more real. And so we started to, um, so she's got the bus and she's got the food. And then now, now God is calling us to go every day. So now it's open Sunday through Friday. Every other thing, Liz is going out. There's all the opportunity. And God just starts doing things. And, um, and that was it. And now we're, we're, we're in the process of, okay, what else, God? And I remember going back to when we first started with the food. There was a, a, a lady in our church because we're, we're going we're gonna to encounter tests of our, our faith. We're going to. It's just the way it is. And, um, and we said, you know what? We're going we're gonna to do the, fo- the next Friday. We're going to do more. And then she says, because <laughs> this, this, is, this is how God works. She said, that's awesome. That's, that's awesome. I'm glad that we want to we want be able to do stuff. But where's the food going to come from? Where's the food going to come from? <laughs> she knows the story. The next day, they're calling us. It's like, we got seven pallets of food. What are you, can y'all distribute this? So every time, it, and it, doesn't, it just doesn't fail. You know, I trust, I, I don't believe a lot of things. Like, it takes struggle to believe, okay, can God change a person? Can you do this? It, 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 for me, it takes, it, takes, it takes faith to exercise that. But when it comes to the food and how God provides, I just say, where's it going to come from? And I guarantee it's just like you're just waiting. You're just like, okay, all right, five, four, three, two, one. Hey, man, like we got 10 pallets of food. What are you going to do? Can you do this? I mean, we're getting pallets of food. 50 people was an insane number to be able to, to provide for 100 a month. This last in June was over 2,400 families that came through and received nourishment. That's not including the clothing bus. God, but God, it's not us. It's not what we're doing. Trust me, there are days that I'm tired and I'm like, God, come on. Like, like I, I don't want to do this. But then God says, do you want another smack now, bro? <laughs> like, I want to keep the back of my head, you know, in one please. And now we're, we're just saying, okay, God, what else? And then I think of the story, I think of um, in Scripture, we, we, when we, when ultimately, because we're here, we're here on earth, and, and we're going to go through stuff. There's going to be struggles. There's going to be all kinds of different things that we're going to go through as, um, as, as church followers and everything. But there's going to be a point that we're going to give account. We're going to stand in his presence. Everybody. Everybody. It just, <laughs> I just, I just think of my, like, I, I think of like, man, what's an atheist going to do? Like, well, you're not real. <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> but everybody's going to give account. And, um, and in Matthew 25, verse 34, and I'm going to read here, there's a, there's a pretty powerful depiction and there's like a, a vi- really I'm a visual person and I and I love this story because it says in Matthew 25 it says then the king will say to those on his right come you who are blessed by my father take your inheritance and kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world 
for I was hungry, and you gave. This is the king talking. Like, wait a second, you're the king. How are you hungry? For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. That's another ministry. Like, how powerful is that ministry? That someone that feels like, I don't belong here, and you're able to welcome them, where they're like, they'll tell you, it's like, I feel safe around you. Why is that? That's a powerful ministry. Um, and, sh- and I needed clothes, and here it is again. <laughs> and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. Yet another underrated uh, ministry of, of, of hospice, of visiting people that are just, that they, they're, they're stuck. They can't go anywhere. And you're able to minister to them. I was in prison, and you came and visited me. <laughs> yet another one. Um, then the righteous will answer him, Lord, let me think about it. Like, I ask this all the time, too. I'm like, God, like, really? Like, like man, like, I'll watch those videos of these humongous crowds of people, and they're preaching up their storm, and, and the music is going, and, and God is doing some powerful things. I've been in those moments. My dad was a, was a preacher, and he was an evangelist to um, um, Santo Domingo, Puerto Rico, Mexico, um, Latin America. Um, so I grew up like going in the mission field. I grew up in a pastor's church, a PK, like all my life. We're the dangerous ones. Um, and, and we're, you know, I grew up, I grew up in that environment. I seen God do stuff. I seen, I seen people that just can barely walk and are just hopping after the fact. I seen the miracle. I, I, I could be mad at God and just as frustrated, but to ever deny him? There's no way. I know he's real. I know what my eyes have seen. And, um, and this, uh, and the, I lost my train of, <laughs> train of thought, but um, big meetings, yeah. So, um, so, yeah, so you see these humongous meetings, thank you. Um, and you're like, God, man, that, that's, your, that's what you're doing. You're doing some awesome things. There's like revivals and, and people being raised from the dead, and there's just, just crazy stuff. And I'm like, and I'm giving somebody a piece of bread. God reminds me, if they're too hungry to hear my message, they're not going to listen to me. If their stomach is louder than your words because you're preaching to them, if they're shaking because they're too cold because they don't have the, the clothing. We had a couple gentlemen, some refugees that had come in, and, and, and we're looking, and, and one of the ladies says, he's like, I noticed he just had like a poncho on. And I'm looking at his feet, and it's winter. It's cold. And he has Crocs on. He's like, I know those toads are cold. And we were able to get him some shoes. And we get those. That's another thing. Like, God is also touched in our hearts. And you know what? You're going to be watching because you can, this isn't just about pushing clothes out or whatever. No, you're going to be watching, and you're going to be sensitive to my spirit. And we design a bus buck. Well, basically, if we see somebody and God starts to prick our hearts, we give them something to shop with. Because a lot of times they might not come in with, an, with anything to shop. And they're like, what is this all about? Well, I can't. I, I'm not. I, no, it's okay. I'm good. I'm good. It's like, hey, here, shop. It's going to be okay. And God takes care of people that way. So then we have, so I've seen, and God's like, and he tells me, he's like, like, you, you don't understand. Like, feed and clothe. 
I'll give other people the ministry of going out. But what you're supposed to do is this for this again, for this time. And then he says, um, and then we keep reading and it says, uh, needing clothes and you clothe me. And and when you were when you were sick or in prison, you visited you. Uh, who visited you? They're asking the keen reply. Truly, I tell you, whatever you did to the one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did to me. A lot of times we have we have a, a fear. And trust me, I, I every day I wake up, I wake up and and I was like, okay, what's what's gonna be new this time? What's gonna happen? We had a um in the beginning of this, um because the question was asked, the question was asked. Well, how long are you going to keep doing this for? And and the answer was, well, as long as the need is there. Mm -hmm. And I remember there was a young teenage girl. Uh, I believe she was maybe going into high school. And um, again, it was something with the shoes. And she's scouring, she's scouring, she's looking, and then she finds these shoes. And then we're able to help her, and she finds the shoes, and it's like, like, you don't understand how thankful I am to find these shoes. Like, what do you mean you found, like, like, I know my, <laughs> I throw Liz under the bus, but she has shoes. <laughs> she able to donate now. She has a good place to donate it to. Um, but this girl, she's like, you don't understand. I'm not at about, I'm not, and she, uh, high school, like junior high, high school girl. Like, this is when, this is where everything is. Uh, yeah, she was younger, so she's in that in that range where you, you peer pressure of school and all this other stuff, and I can't participate in gym because I don't have tennis shoes. So imagine this child, where her personality and everything is starting to form, and she's being pushed aside by the rules of the school that you can't participate because you don't have the right shoes because, and you can't afford the shoes. I mean, that was just like, and the she's all excited and then they got her to shop some more. And he was like, let's get you some outfits and let's just do this. Like, You're gonna look cute, girl, you know? But I'm just thinking, it's like, God, if that was the only purpose of this whole crazy thing that we did, it's worth it. If it was just that one girl, and we do this for a hundred years, and our children take over, and their children take over, because that's how Salvation Army started. That's how churches, that's how schools started. It's through people that were willing to step outside their comfort zone and say, you know what, I don't care, I'm going to serve you, God, and, and whatever that looks like. And that's what it takes. And even if it was for her, it was worth it. So going back. What's it going to cost you? Everything. Okay, God, what part of everything is it going to cost me? Everything. I had a dream a couple nights ago. And, um, and I've been sharing it. I was sharing it with my wife and some friends when we were having some Bible study. Because we serve a powerful God. And I was wondering if I should share it, but I think um, it's, a good, it's a good opportunity. 
But I'm sitting amongst a crowd, and there's just a lot of people. And we're all kind of like moving, and we're just kind of moving together, and we're kind of like, okay, you know, we're moving. And then there's a jet, like it was a dude, and I remember, and he starts to get up, and he's just contradicting everything. He's just a naysayer. It was just like, it was just like, it was like putting the crowd down. You know, it's just like, you get around, and it's like, man, well, you know, God, yeah, well, I don't know. I don't know. We gotta, you know, we gotta do this, and it's like, hey, hey. and everything just starts to get gloomy, and you know, they're talking, and uh, and it's this guy, and I start to look at him. I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> you ever get that? Just like, oh God, no. Uh-uh. And I said, no, because he then starts to deny who God is. And I say, no, 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 no. God is real. Like, and I start to talk to him. You know, like, no, but God, but God. And then the words that kept coming, I was like, no, 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 but God. But God, no, but God. And then it's like, you don't understand how powerful you got because it's just God. And at that point, I see this. It was like this formation of almost like a finger. And it was like a, it came down in front of us, like far enough away. And it was like this swirling, like it was just this powerful movement of just a swirl. And it starts to drag. And I'm pointing like, but God, you don't know who we serve. This is powerful. This is God. It's not just this little tiny little cross that, you know, you got, you know, Jesus, my, my homeboy on the right side, and Jesus take the wheels. Like, no, it's God. He's all powerful, almighty, all holy. Read uh, um, Revelation chapter four. Read Isaiah six. There are, I mean, there's just creatures that are dedicated just to say holy, holy, holy. That's all they have. They, they can't do anything else but praise him. And that's our God. And then he says, Elian, hand out some bread. God, really? You want to use me? Because guess what? He uses people still. This is just a smart, I mean, God is doing incredible things all over the place. This is not just, again, I, I hope you're not, I hope you don't think that we're some kind of like, no. Like I said, three weeks ago, I told Liz, we're done. This is ridiculous. You're going to sell that buzz and you're just, I'll sell it for parts. <laughs> and then God shows me again, you think this is something that's just fun and dandy? No. There's a drive. And then I look at all my brothers and sisters. Like Liz said, there was just some, we walked in here and we were praying. I'm just like, this is my people. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Like, not afraid of the spirit, not afraid to move. And um, and I'm looking, and I'm like, what is God going to do through you guys or is already doing through you guys that it's just going to take that next? What are you listening? Like, again, like I said, like the quiet ones. Man, you don't know the talent that God has. Finally, uh, like uh, going back to, the, to my boy, Trevor, he was like, when he finally built it, I was like, I don't even know. Like, think of, of Scripture where when the tabernacle, God said he empowered the craftsmen of Dan. That's like, and all these people, like, God gave them that skill. You have, there's something that God has instilled in you that you're thinking, it was like, let's talk about, we, we, we have some missionary friends, just incredible, and she, she loves to knit. And quilt, quilt, yeah, quilt. So she, you know what? We're going to have a quilting ministry. <laughs> it's like, a quilting, we're like, that's not part of, where does that, where's that in scripture? The thou shall quilt, you know, <laughs> like no, but she takes 
and she starts to gather with these women in, in Taiwan and they're sitting there sewing and they're quilting and then conversations start to open up. Well, what is this? What is this guy? What is it? And it's just a needle and it's just a needle. And, and you know what? Quilting takes a long time. So I can imagine those Bible studies. Like, Seven hours later, oh, come on, like, come on. That's the thing. You don't know what the things that you think, man, I mean, I, I, I love to do this. Like, well, God can use that. God can use that. Like, there is, like, his kingdom, like I say, we have to be way more creative as a church in how we start to reach people. And some of the ideas are going to be weird because Pastor, <laughs> I love it. He says this, we live in St. one of the wealthiest counties. No one needs food here. No one needs food here. We, we over and over, there's enough food um, resources. There's enough things. Like, no one goes hungry. No one goes hungry. 2,400 families say it differently. I mean, that's like in a town of a couple thousand uh, in Hudson, like that's, that's a good chunk of percentage that are realizing that, you know what? There's a little church of maybe 30 to 40 people, because it doesn't have to be big, but they're passionate and they're opening their doors. And it, how, the, there's sometimes we get the flies and the fruit flies and we get like, you know, it's just like, oh, come on, like, oh, oh, get these sticky things, to kill these things. But it doesn't matter. So what does God have? Like, I am so, I'm so I, I can't wait to follow up with my brothers and sisters. Like, what is God doing? Like, how can I join you guys to let you go? Like, just like Sheree and, and Adam are able to come and they see what we're doing. And, and it's just like, no, it's, it, it, the, the, for the longest time, and I, I don't want to be grotesque, but it seems like churches are like dogs trying to mark their territory. Like, oh, don't get around my, you know, this is my tree. It smells like me. Like, no, that's not God. His church is way bigger. It's so much bigger. And if we don't start to start, there was a, a vision of one guy that he was like, man, it was like the church was in, a, it was like a circular prison. And all these churches were in there. And they're just like, and they're all in there in their little prison until someone started to knock on the other prison door. It's like, hey, who's over there? Who's on the other side? I was like, I'm over here. I'm on the side. Hey, what's up? We're like, what are, why are you in here for? Well, because I love God. Well, I love God here too. Like, I'm in this prison together. And then the other person's like, I'm here. And it's like, oh, who's down there? Who loves God over there? And then it was like, wait, we're all in. Like, come on. We've put ourselves in a prison and have just kind of isolated. And that's how Satan wins. Do you not see how in society some of the most ridiculous trends that are happening now are just embracing? It doesn't matter. They just embrace it because they have to stick together. And yet the church, as soon as it says, oh, well, you know, this, this, and this. Oh, well, oh, well I don't know. I don't know if I could associate. I don't know if I could love you. I was like, <laughs> heaven's pretty big. And I, I don't think it's going to be divided in sections. I don't know. We're, we're all together sitting there praising. And we're lifting up our hands and we're raising up and just magnifying the king. Because here's where we work. But when we get to be in heaven in his presence of perfection and no pain, no all that stuff, it's just going to be incredible. So that's kind of our story of how, oh, and then, yeah, we were like, 
we don't want the church to get sued, so we decided to do a nonprofit separate. Because <laughs> you never know. We, we're living in a world that, uh, I stubbed my toe. I'm going to take your building. You know? So, um, so that's where um, Fresh Express Community Outreach came out of. Um, and it's something that, like I said, this is, this is where God has us now. And we want, and we want more. We just want more. And, I, and I'm excited to see a church of people that also want more. So I hope our story could just inspire you to be like, I don't know, maybe you can start a quilting ministry. <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you for that. What a good word. So cool. Um, you know, one of the things that we, Shree and I have said from the beginning uh, when we think about our church and, and where we are is, you know, I think a lot of the, the need in this area, people think, oh, you're, you're absolutely right. It's one of the wealthiest areas uh, in, in, you know, Wisconsin or Minnesota, yet a lot of times the need is hidden where, you know, people are living paycheck to paycheck and they, they need some extra help, uh, but, you know, are, are either too afraid or don't know where to go. So we were just so thankful that we get to walk alongside you and, and serve with you and, um, and make an impact with y'all. Uh, just so incredible. So thank you so much for, for sh both of you for sharing.